All right, here we go, here we go. Sorry for the delay, folks. Can you hear me, Scott? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> can you right. hear me? Now I can hear you. Oh, cool, wonderful. Yeah, literally, as soon as you're like, oh, I got it uh, up, and then um, I, I literally logged in the moment you said that <laughs> on my other uh, yeah, that's funny. yeah so yeah i was just having trouble logging in uh on the mobile device for the javascript jam account uh anthony was already logged in uh prior anyway so yeah he went ahead and started because it, it was getting kind of late there so <laughs> anyway we're 10 minutes late but better late than never so here we are Welcome to JavaScript Jam Live. What's up, Jalarki? Uh, Jesse Pence, how we all doing? Everybody's good, good, good. Yeah, all right. Sweet. Anthony, how are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Is your vision doing all well? Doing okay? Yeah, no, I'm good. You know, it's actually crazy. Uh, so, yesterday. Yeah, that was yesterday. Uh, yesterday when I went to the specialist there to get my injection, <laughs> um, I they actually like took an angiogram where basically they put like a um, they put a dye in your blood and and then they you know a contrast right and allows them to take special images and see like the blood veins and things in your eyes. So. Um, that that machine was down a couple few weeks ago, which is why they they had to you know push things off. Anyway, so we were able to do that this time around, and everything was looking so good that they're like, you know what, we don't even need to do another injection. Let's just do the laser surgery right now. So, so I did that yesterday. I had the laser surgery done. So, going pretty good. Sweet. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, it was just this weird like. Uh, hemorrhage thing I had in my eye. Um, it was actually from all the way back at last May in um, when we were in Salt Lake City uh, for a remix comp, the first remix comp. Um, and I started to notice like some weird thing with my vision and I was like, I just thought it was like allergies or something. And then like, I was like, okay, this is not going away. <laughs> so crazy story i'm not gonna make it a long story uh but basically um couldn't get into a doctor until after render atl last year which was right after remix last year um got in and then uh they're like okay great we got you in um and then all of a sudden they're like, oh i was like oh wait i have covid <laughs> so then i couldn't go to the doctor for another 10 days and the thing just kept getting worse and worse but basically i had this hemorrhage in my eye and um, it was kind of affecting my central vision with like the edema, the swelling, and the blood off and all that good stuff. So anyway, it's doing much better than a year ago, that's for sure. Much, much better. Um, and then uh, it's good. So here we are. Now we can get back to JavaScript Jam. <laughs> uh, talking about this wonderful stuff. So, um, yeah, JavaScript Jam. What's up, folks? The jammiest. Anyone wants to come up and join, yeah. you are all welcome to. We're going to be filming a podcast 
with Tobaloba in a little bit for Million. If you have any interest in hopping up and talking about Million at all, you're welcome to. But um, yeah, how are you doing, uh, Scott, in terms of like, did you check out the newsletter? Do you have any things you want to talk about this week? Yeah, man. Um, hold on, sorry. I actually wasn't able to pop into that yet. So just with all the eye stuff going on. Yeah, it's all good. So yeah. it has a couple headline features. One that I think you might find interesting is that there's going to be an AI plugin now for WordPress. Oh, joy. Yeah. So it's Jetpack AI. Do you know Jetpack? Or I, I guess, do. do you know, like, I very much yeah. know about Jetpack. Yeah, the plugin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so it says that it's going to leverage AI to enhance the writing process on WordPress.com and Jetpack-powered sites, so it integrates with the WordPress editor and aims to reduce time and effort spent on content creation. So that's like the most generic description ever of an AI tool. It's like, it's going to have AI, so that when you write stuff, it'll be better, because it'll be written with the AI tool that made your writing better. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's funny. You know, ClickFunnels, when they came out with ClickFunnels 2.0, I just think it's relevant because WordPress is a site builder and, you know, like Jetpack and or other tools, uh, plugins, uh, you know, allowing you to do drag and drop editing, da, 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 all that stuff. Anyway, so ClickFunnels came out with, because ChatGPT had launched their API and all that stuff. And so they came out with something like that for landing pages and building out uh, your sales pages and things like that. And so crafting your the content for your pages and all that, which, yeah, it's going to... I haven't messed with it, but I'm sure we'll see more and more and more and more of that <laughs> over the time. So Yeah, and they break down a couple of the different like specific features they're gonna have. Some are things that you'd get from like Grammarly, so spelling and grammar corrections, right. and then you have translation abilities, which you know you can do with like Google Translate. But some of the yeah. more interesting ones I thought was one is um title and summary generation this is something i use chat cbt for a lot is generating Mm -hmm. summaries so i'll be curious to see how how that would compare in terms of if it's already aware of like the the structure of a wordpress site then it might be able to kind of extract information out of that in terms like how headers are organized and things like that because with chat gbt you're kind of just like dumping a just a huge chunk of text and telling it to summarize it in some way so i usually kind of chunk it out myself and then tell it to summarize individual portions and then kind of put those together into the summary I want. But if it could actually like know that this is an article with a beginning, middle and end, then that could be really useful. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, GPT 3.5 turbo now has 13 K. I just did that added 13 K to it. I think. Yeah. I saw they announced a whole bunch of stuff. today longer context windows shorter uh, or lower prices for some things yeah and there's gonna be a new functions api that's like a way to kind of i think directly access the plugin functionality right which is cool and uh google started talking about some other things and releasing some interesting things as well a couple days ago Uh, yeah i found um, an article actually that was like 
here's all of the wait lists for Google's AI products. They had like five of them and I hadn't really heard of any of these. And so I signed up for, <laughs> for all of them. There's like a music one. There's a, they're all involved like Google workspaces, which right. is kind of obnoxious. I realized that there's no free plan for that. And I'm like, I don't want to pay six bucks, six bucks a month for like a bunch of Google AI tools. that I'm probably going to try out and not end up even using very much. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, what do they call their thing? Google it starts with a V. Oh, my brain's not working. With a V. Yeah, V. Mm-hmm. And it consists of all their. No, it consists of all their AI stuff. Like everything is in there. Uh, I can't remember now. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, that was, that was part of the deal with the with the article. I'm gonna I should grab that and link to it because. They were all on like different. They had like different landing pages. Vertex. 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 V e t e x a i. Vertex AI. Yeah. yeah oh, this it. is this is like BigQuery and Looker. This is for machine learning models. Right. There's LML stuff and other things right. too. But there's other yeah. things inside of this. Like if you peel it back, there's more models in here. Uh, that's similar to. But yeah, there's definitely big query. There's data and AI integration. There's the low code and no code tooling. There's open and flexible AI infrastructure. All kinds of. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting. I don't know, but this is one of the things that they opened up or something. At least that's what I was. My understanding was. I don't know. Someone tweeted about it. <laughs> <laughs> Good old tweeting, tweeting. Yeah, could be. Factor Fiction. Let's play. Here we go. I found it. How to get access to Google's new AI tools. So it's Search Labs, Duet AI, Project Tailwind, Music LM, and Palm API. So there's five separate AI tools that are all totally separate things. They all have their own links and things to sign up for. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's a lot going on there. I made a a beat with the music one. That was the first time I got access to it. I said, uh, write me a Funky beat with drums, bass, and strings, I think is what I said. It was pretty good. Huh. And then what it does is, what's really interesting is that it gives you two options. Like, it generates two little chunks of music and then asks you to rate which one is better. So there's a, a mechanism built in so that they're getting feedback every time they generate something of, like, they're asking the user which one's better. So it's like the reinforcement learning with human feedback thing. Right, right, right. Hmm. Interessante. Yeah, let me throw that link on here. Link it up. And then the other one that I thought was interesting in the JetBrains AI thing, it was adaptive tone adjustment. So adjust the tone of the content to meet users' preferences. (laughs) I just imagine like writing like, you know, a, a tech thing and be like, Make it really like salesy, or make it really like uh, confrontational, or make it really like, you know, <laughs> make it like Theo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be interesting, huh? Yeah, and, and you know, um, yeah, it's interesting you say that actually, because sometimes when I'm writing about some material and I I know like I want it to sound a certain way, and I'll use ChatGPT, I'll I'll tell it especially if there's, there's a, a marketer that's very well known and has a lot of writings out there. 
I'll say, you know, hey, write like this person, you know, who's a good marketer, right? <laughs> It'll just tell us some pretty good stuff. So definitely editable at least. But um, another thing I was learning, uh, reading uh, today actually, um, do you ever, have you heard of Go Make Things? Uh, vaguely. Vaguely. His name is Chris. I can't remember his last name now. But oh, Chris, Chris, oh, this is Chris Ferdinandi's thing. Is that, yeah, that's who it is. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's the, his like new, new course. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've been following Go Make Things for a long time, actually. He, he's had a newsletter for a long time. That's what I've referring to. But yes, he has a new, uh, he has a new, uh, course or whatever he's coming out with, but uh, yeah, we're actually going to get him on the vanilla. podcast as well. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, we scheduled. Something I think it's for it's tomorrow. So, <laughs> oh well, shoot. Oh yeah, no way, dude. That's the weirdest coincidence ever. <laughs> um. Well, maybe I'll just talk about this later. <laughs> but <laughs> I was talking about he was talking about Jamstack, um, and SSG things like that, and how he took, um his WordPress site and threw it out the window because uh, he was using uh, like a headless WordPress site for everything. And then he said, you know what? Uh, he was having trouble with memory. And so he said, screw this. I'm going to um, take HTML. I'm going to take um, uh, what was he using? PHP. Yeah. So he took PHP. The classic. Yeah, <laughs> and he put some JavaScript in the PHP, which uh, is basically he's using it to generate HTML for each view that he has. So he, he can have like a basically it, he'll have this index.php file that's like on the server side, right? Um, and then uh, he'll have all these static HTML pages, and then basically like mapping it in the index.php file, um, and then it'll call it and determine whether the person's logged in or not and then what purchase what things they have courses they've purchased from him and then the php file will serve the the correct html for each individual user based on that so it's like super fast and um eliminates um using wordpress and and so well the other key here is that he uses flat json files for everything now um instead of having like a an OAuth service and stuff like that, um, which I thought was interesting. People nowadays really talking about not rolling your own uh, <laughs> auth and everything. Uh, he's rolling it. So <laughs> thought it was kind of interesting um, that, that he chose that route to, to go that way. But basically he said that they've proven like super – like far more resilient, maintainable performance than using like a proper database and stuff like that too. So um, it's interesting. Yeah, he's been on the whole vanilla JavaScript train for a really long time. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I like his educational content. I don't know if I necessarily would recommend the same exact things Process. to people, but <laughs> I think it's like it's useful to learn how to do something vanilla JS, whether you're actually going to do it or not in a real project. Yeah, I mean, we all know you're not for vanilla. I mean, Redwood Crew. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and just like, I've never really been at a job where I've seen people just write straight up 
JavaScript, you know, it's like, it's pretty dang rare. It seems like in terms of like if you're writing a front end, like people write straight up JavaScript, they're writing like a back end or they'll write TypeScript or, but for the using yeah. like front end vanilla client JavaScript, the, the issue isn't so much the job JavaScript is, is like the DOM and just like all the stuff that mm. goes along with DOM manipulation. Cause that's not really the same thing as just writing the language. It's writing code in a language that's, interacting with a very specific browser API that doesn't exist anywhere else in programming. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he's using Hugo, you know, I mean, you could use like 11T or something like that, but he's using Hugo, which is pretty cool. I don't know. Well, that's cool. Cause then you're just, that's then if you're using a stack side generator, then it's, yeah. that's kind of like a nice middle ground because then you're generating a lot of the html that way and you're writing the javascript more for like functionality exactly no that's what he was utilizing it for yeah and he, he does use a little bit of javascript for um like form forms and things like that just because yeah the only way to, he yeah. could dynamically do it for the ui to be nice and functional yeah, <laughs> so, yeah which is cool so I thought it was awesome. It's pretty minimal for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, I'd be curious now. I'm going to go back and look like when I got my first email from Chris. I think it was probably a couple, like two or three years ago. So that'd be cool to, to have, have him on. So yeah, you will be on the lookout for that episode. It's not going to be a live like this. It'll be a recorded normal podcast so if you're not already following our newsletter because we do put out like podcasts that we've done in the past or that we're doing in the future and stuff like that we'll link to them inside of our newsletter so you can access them there um and be in the know um anthony writes out our awesome newsletter every week so go to javascriptgm.com and uh, sign up for that if you haven't yet um you're missing out also uh you can you know, uh, subscribe or whatever you want to call it on, uh, you know, like uh, Apple Podcasts and what else? We're on everything, really. So, yeah, once you're <laughs> on one podcast, you're pretty much on all of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like to listen on the Apple Podcasts. I don't know. Spotify, you know, they have podcasts, but I, just, I never listen on them. I always I can't listen to stand music. Spotify's podcast. I can't stand the Spotify app in general. Uh, yeah i was always yeah i've used so many of them though i've used apple podcast spotify i've been used overcast for a while now i'm using one called downcast downcast (laughs) that sounds funny yeah awesome Uh, i was just gonna say that uh oh i was a pandora listener for a long time before Spotify and then Spotify was the new thing and then everybody's like just switch over it's free it's cool you know it's easier to select exactly what you want to listen to versus you know just creating yeah and probably never hearing your song <laughs> and then um I was like yeah I got on the band I jumped on and off on from desktop actually I didn't even use it on mobile because it was it desktop first I can't remember Spotify yeah, anyway. I think it's yeah, I mean, it was it would have it been was. around the time mobile was starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. Um and it sucked because it was really hard to transition because I had like so much time and effort put into teaching Pandora what I like. <laughs> right. And 
that was the hard part. Well, that's why I was like, it doesn't really make sense to replace one with the other because if you want, you want something that's going to allow you to select specific tracks and you want something that's going to be able to play playlists with new stuff that you don't select. Like, those are two different things. Spotify yeah. can create eventually, it can learn your tastes well enough yeah. to do that. Yeah. But, like, so, but like, why not just use Pandora for that? Yeah. Well, I didn't want to pay for two services. So, anyway. I got to the that's, point where that's the problem, the money. See, this is why I just downloaded billions of MP3s, just shoved them all into my computer, and <laughs> I hated when all these streaming things came out. And they're like, "Hey, oh, use our I thing, I pay know. a monthly subscription." Like, no, I have all I the music know. I need though already. <laughs> I know, I know. No, uh, I'm not even gonna bring it up. But well, uh, come on, like uh, Lime, Limelight. Or LimeWire back in the day. Yeah, LimeWire. Yeah, that right, was the one. Yeah, yeah. But actually, yeah, that was like okay. But once I realized you could just download full albums with like consistent quality from track to track off Pirate Bay, that's that's that was the way to do it. Because <laughs> you're downloading like individual tracks off of LimeWire. Sometimes yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. different people ripped it and like it's different, you know, bit rates and yeah, all true. sorts of stupid stuff. Very true. Yep. All right, enough about that. Um <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I I think uh, we're halfway through. Cool, cool thing, we're halfway through. Look at that. <laughs> we're halfway through. Ah, uh, they were just now join us, Patrick JS. I see you. <laughs> What's up, dude? Um, welcome. This is this is JavaScript Channel. We do this every Wednesday, twelve p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we talk about everything uh, JavaScript related, web development related. Um, it doesn't matter whether you're a beginner, whether you've been doing this for a very long time. We love to hear from everybody. So today's just kind of like this open mic atmosphere, which is typically what we have, period. Even when we have guests, we love for people to just come up here, hang out, have a good time, be authentic and fun and all that wonderfulness. So feel free to request to come up. Uh, you can uh, bring up a topic or ask questions on topic that we're on or whatever um or state a fact or opinion anything just we'd love to hear from you so feel free to do that if you're not already subscribed to javascript jam go to javascriptjam.com subscribe to our newsletter yeah um and let's see what else are we going to talk about today anything else interesting on the newsletter which, by the way, is on the Jumbotron, y'all, if you haven't already clicked it up there and found out. Yeah, the other two headline stories were TypeScript 5.1. With every TypeScript release, it's always just like, here's 10 things we fixed, and we fixed this TypeScript thing that does this typey script thing, and it does the TypeScript thing, and I don't understand any of the words they're actually <laughs> saying, so... <laughs> <laughs> like linked cursors for JSX tags. I wonder Limit why. completions for app param JS doc tags. Considering why? type roots, type roots and module resolution. I bet you're excited for that one, right? Uh, why? I wonder why you're so short about these things, Anthony. <laughs> it's almost like you don't like TypeScript. I don't understand. Well, I don't like it. Is that <laughs> I don't understand it well enough to speak intelligently about it. <laughs> and it's like yeah, yeah. they they're not able to explain the benefits in a language 
that would make sense to someone who does not write TypeScript. Like you can like someone who's never used Quick, you can be like, it's faster. <laughs> it's like right. you know that's you, you get that where it's like these it's are in all the name. <laughs> yeah, right. Where it's like when you're adding features that are self-contained within like the bounds of a single language, it just becomes very self-referential. So I just I just throw those in because I know that you know they're they're always a big deal and that people should know about them. But it's uh usually just lots of DX improvements because that's ultimately what TypeScript is—a giant DX accelerator, ideally. Anybody else want to go ahead? Oh, yeah. If anyone wants to hop up, please do. And I was going to say the other article was, speaking of quick, they, um, I think it was Manu. Uh, They've been talking to a couple people on the team about, like, something that Mishko has been talking about since the very beginning is just trying to contrast resumability and hydration and now React server components and how these things all kind of fit together with one another and Manu created his own post <clears throat> comparing specifically hydration to resumability and he is saying that hydration is a tree whereas resumability is a map and i recommend people go and check out the article because there's a lot of good diagrams that explain what's going on but the the main kind of idea that he's trying to get across is that we're talking about um where do you need to re-execute when re-renders happen and you need to um, basically have all parts of the tree execute or just have like kind of individual parts. So with partial hydration, you're just having these islands of interactivity. Whereas with React server components, he defines it as another type of hydration. He calls it sparse hydration, meaning that there's a single root that eliminates the need to re-execute server components and instead it will serialize into HTML. But with resumability, the difference he's saying here is that there is no hydration or walking up to components. Instead, the event handler is at the root of the process instead of the component. So it kind of removes the whole, everything is a component, you have a root component idea, and it's more about the event handler as kind of like the, the base thing and he says that this helps with efficiency and throws some big O notation. I'm not really sure <laughs> entirely why this is, but he compares it with operating at constant time, O of 1, versus O of N with hydration, which is not as good. So, yeah, I think that people should definitely check out this article. I think that if we can get someone from the quick team on again, or if we end up getting that react versus quick debate going, this will be a lot of fruitful topics for that kind of discussion. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys don't know what he's talking about, uh, Mishko said he was down in, uh, so did Dan, Dan Abramoff that is, uh, and then we're going to have a nice little chitty chat, uh, here on JavaScript jam. Uh, we're still finalizing dates and things like that. So, as you know, those people are two quite busy people. So trying to get them both on the same day is a little bit of a work in itself. So, uh, but we're excited for it. Uh, it will happen eventually. Just stay tuned and follow, get the newsletter so you'll know. <laughs> you don't want to miss that day. <laughs> That'll be a fun one. All right. Yes, yeah, so those were the headline features. 
Um, yeah. So, anything you want to talk about, Scott? Anything you've been working on or got on your mind? Oh, oh on my mind. Oh, do I? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Those few things I had talked about earlier was really like kind of top of mind at the moment, but um, let's see. How's your podcast going? Uh, I have one recording. I I probably better than none. Ten others I could do. I just haven't had the time to schedule them in and do them. So. Because with that, I'm, you know, trying to record everything in person with people. So I record video. So it takes time and effort. Lots of it. Anyway, how's FSGM? Uh, by the way, if y'all don't know, uh, Anthony is also host for FSGM with uh, Chris Burns. We just booked our first new episode and it's going to be like almost a year, actually. So we're going to be speaking with Amy Dutton in a couple weeks. So she's the cool. new Redwood core team member. Yeah. She's creating a lot of great educational content. She was working at Zeal beforehand, and she also hosts the Compressed podcast with, with James Q. James Quick. Quick. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm super excited for that. She actually had interviewed me on the Compressed podcast back when I was working at QuickNode. And she was like, <laughs> that was like the most fun <laughs> interview I had done about Web3 stuff because she was like genuinely really curious about it and like at the end of the interview she was like wow this makes so much more sense now and I was like yeah that's exactly <laughs> what a lot of people say yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny yeah I have a I have a compressed FM sticker right here in front of me and a learn build teach sticker from Mr. James Quick himself yeah yeah and he was on what not, was that last week or the week before last, the week before last, right? Was that last yeah. week? Yeah. Oh, yeah, week before last, because last week I was sick all week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, James was on when we were at Render, Render ATL. That was a good time. Still have to do a photo dump there. Too many to speak of. So many photos. Yeah, for real. Awesome. Welcome to the room. If you're new, come on up, introduce yourself. Or if you're old, come up and introduce yourself. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We love to hear from everybody. Beginner, advanced, it don't matter. Let's have a good conversation. In fact, actually, that's when we get like some of the best conversations and value from these here lives that we do is when people uh, participate. Just come up and have a conversation. Don't worry, we won't force the mic on you. Having a little fun. We will make you freestyle rap, though. Yes, absolutely. You have to. Every time you come up, and it's your first time, you got to... Every time you come up, and it's your first time. That's funny. Eight uh, bars, or you're kicked. Eight bars. Here we go. Spit the bars, y'all. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, not do that. That's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, danger, danger. All right. Well, uh, maybe I should just make up a quick rap about JavaScript. Yeah. 
No, I'm, I'm not going to. Okay, it could be fun and embarrassing. I don't know. It'd definitely be one of those things. <laughs> I can't be both, I guess. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yep. There you heard it. Type trip 5.1111. Jetpack AI with the WordPress stuff there. For all you WordPress enthusiasts. Um, yeah. More. You, it looks like you linked some more uh, React server component videos. All day. Every day. Never going to run out. <laughs> For real, there's so many out there. You could probably just link an RC video in every single newsletter. For I was actually thinking years. something that could be fun would be do like a special edition JavaScript Jam newsletter where it's like a topic. So do like an article for React Server Compose and just like write some stuff about that and then like link to everything I've ever linked in it and the newsletter re related to it. Yeah, that, I mean, why not? Sure. Why not? Absolutely. Yeah. Today's more of a chill day here on the JavaScript Jamsies. The chillest. The chillest, the realest for Rizzles. Up here in JavaScript, script, JavaScript Jams Rizzles, Zizzle. JamaScript. JamaScript. That's the new uh, framework, if you haven't heard of it. It's called JamaScript, where you be scripting in your pajamas. Listen to Bob Marley. Called. We jamming. We jamming, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pajamas. Watch your wah, wah, wah. Yeah, that one. All right. Well, y'all are so talkative today. I'm so glad and appreciative. Wait, we got some requests, actually. Oh, do we? Do we? Look at that. I didn't see it. Oh, it's probably because I'm just a speaker. That's why. Let me make you co-host. It don't matter. Awesome. Hey there. <clears throat> Yo. <laughs> so I figured I'd chime in. You guys were talking about server components for a second, so I figured I'd go ahead and mention my new video that I'm working on. <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, well, Hard that. No. I, uh, well, I did a video where I went through Dan Abramov's uh, server components thing, and I just basically read it out loud while I was doing all the code at the same time. Um, and since then, I have uh, there's a bunch of challenges at the end of the gist there where he like asks you to basically like create server actions and to like do a whole bunch of like create a way to import client components and stuff like that. Um, I have pretty much done everything except for client components, which is really, really, really hard. Um, just in terms of like if you want to use any kind of hooks or anything like that, you have to have it all in like a whole different environment and everything, and it's all about like getting it to lazily import it once you get it to the client and everything. And I'm trying to do it without bundling, um, which is, I think, impossible. <laughs> um, but I'm really, really close. Like, I get the client component all the way in. It's got all of its props. All I have to do is hydrate it. But React is just really tough whenever you get, like, things that are SSR'd. Like, it's not even just about suppressing the hydration warning. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. But um, 
I think I may give up on doing the client components and just release a video where I show how to do server actions and all kinds of other like silly little things. Like, you know, it's not obviously not as good as it would be optimally with the actual, you know, Next.js or something. But it's just fun to see how these things can work on a very primitive level. Sorry, I rambled a little bit there. No, that's great. I think I found the one you're talking about and linked it up top. Yeah, I like these exercises. I'm really glad that Dan wrote that up. I know Dev was planning on going through it as well. I don't know if he ever actually did or not, but I think it's cool. Like writing, I usually write out my tutorials and articles this way where you could just like kind of read through it and then turn into a, a video as well. So I think it's a, a good strategy for people who want to create some video content, maybe don't have an idea of what to do or don't want to write a whole script. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, some people didn't like how I read it off the screen. Like Reddit, some people on Reddit got really mad about it for some reason. But uh, <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know what they were expecting, you know, with something like that. Like, I'm not going to just like completely take it out of Dan Abramov's words. I think that would be defeating the point, you know? So I don't know. It's, 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 it was an interesting thing to try to do. Some people liked it. Haters going to hate always. <laughs> and and if, you're, if, you're, if you're doing something right... You know, if you or you know you're doing something right, if you have haters, come on. I mean, it, they're just that. yeah, I'm <laughs> silly. Yeah, no, totally. What's up, Jay Larky? Oh yeah, he did uh, some really cool stuff in Astro. He he got the React server components working through Astro. Yeah, so I, I took his uh, Jesse's thing, and uh, I didn't go into like all the. Uh, experiments or like uh, tasks that that then uh, made, but I did through the JSA thing and uh, turn it into Astro. So it's it's uh, in terms of like uh, compiling JSX and stuff, it's just kind of like <laughs> out of the box in Astro. So it was uh, it was a bit easier to to set it up. Yeah, what was your motivation for doing that? <laughs> I'm also trying to figure out my. Um, my mic and stuff. So uh... <laughs> you sound fine. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, what was your motivation for using React server components in Astro? Yes, yeah. So it's a, it's hard to call that React server components. It's it's just like uh, the the article that Dan is writing is more about like how it works. So it's not like exactly how you use it. If that makes sense, he he's like, hey. Those are the kind of like the pieces. Those are those are the um, kind of like problems that you need to solve in order to build React Server components implementation. It's not <laughs> exactly what you're going to use in Astro, uh, like in Astro, right? Or like in your project. So my thing Do was. Do you think though that it'll <laughs> ever be something you could turn into something you actually want to use, or just like a purely like educational experiment? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm actually trying to to kind of like uh, make a talk or something like that, like about just what you should think about React Server Components because it's a too complicated kind of thing and everyone has their own angle. So I, I talked with like Daishik Kato, Kato, I don't know how to say it, like his last name, uh, but like, why are you doing uh, React Server Components? And he's like, oh, I'm doing it for this thing. Like, Nihil uh, Sarif that's working on like Solid Start. Oh, I'm doing this for the, this thing. And so, so like everyone has their own angle and like Dan Abramov has kind of like third angle, right? So it's just, it's a thing that is different for everyone. And my thought 
always when I was thinking about graphics or components, it was like, yeah, it's just like Astro. It's just like partial hydration thing, right? <laughs> so that's kind of like how I started looking at it, I guess. It's just, yeah, it's, I, can, I can create kind of like partial hydration things with Astro components or React components. So it's kind of like the same thing, right? So it's like, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that different, but maybe like some things are going to be easier or harder in one or the other. And that's that's the case how it it kind of works in Astro right now because you can create like your layout for example right so like your kind of like root you can use React components for that but you just like don't hydrate it and it, it's going to work the same way as if you wrote it as dot Astro file so it just I don't know for me it's just like playing with it. <laughs> Yeah, that's been the best way for me to understand like the differences in like partial hydration and like how the JSX stuff like plays. I mean, how React plays into it. Like, especially whenever I'm trying to like like trying to get the client components to actually do things and play nicely with the hydration with the server. It's 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 really really difficult. And like, I think that is really where the key thing is is getting the tree to all align together with React and the thing. So you can like nest components with Astro, like have React and then Astro and then React. You can nest components a similar way with basically have separate components that way. But like, it's a whole different thing whenever you start actually mutating things. I thought that was interesting what you were saying. JLR talking about how you already were kind of thinking of React server components and Astros being fairly similar. So I'm pretty sure Ryan Carniato has said the exact same thing. And he was saying how he was trying to explain this to the Astro team and they were super confused. It wasn't until like months later that they started kind of getting it. And he was like, yeah, it's me. I told you. And yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting connection. I think they're still confused still. So I did this interview with uh, Matthew from Astro team and uh, like, I basically like tried to explain the XR components to him. And he's like, yeah, that sounds like really confusing. Like we're, we well, don't ben care Holmes about like- probably gets it <laughs> at least. <laughs> right, so, so uh, yeah. And the, the, the consensus in Astro team is like, we don't care. Like once this is like a bigger thing, it's uh, if you're looking at the world in like from Astro perspective, it's like okay, so we have uh, integration with React, uh, Vue, Svelte, uh, what what are the other ones like a a Angular? Even Angular, they're like eh, we kind of have it, like we don't care about it. So like once React server components as by itself as a framework is like important enough to be on that list. <laughs> That then they will like add it, but uh, I I made the joke uh, merge request with them uh, of like just hey can we add jQuery as a integration? <laughs> it's like wh where does it stop? Like how how popular does it have to be? How like important does it have to be before Astro is going to like support this integration? And at this moment, React server components are like nowhere near that cut off and they just don't care. They don't need to add reactor components as a framework, uh, kind of like to, to the list of the frameworks they support. And that could change. <laughs> uh, 
But then again, it's it's going back to um, going back to that like Manu article about like all the kind of like approaches of how you hydrate things. Uh, I always like to think about hydration of uh, as kind of like a trade-off between uh, app twice. So if you're writing Rails with jQuery, you're writing two apps. You need to make an app that has like a list of your, I don't know, like flights, and you can sort them. And you need to sort them like on the server and then like in jQuery on the client, right? So it's like either you're uh, doing everything on the server, but then you're like waiting for network latency or you're doing everything on the client, then you don't like don't have that data like showing up when you load the page. So it's like, it's always a trade-off. Like, do I, do I implement the sorting twice? <laughs> do I just like give up on like one side or the other or, or in case of J J um, JavaScript, I can write the same component, but I just like run it twice. Does that kind of like make sense so far? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like React server components are still like it's still going down the same question in terms of how do you get these two trees to reconcile. So yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah, and I think Quick is is kind of like okay. So, so going back to like running the same app twice feels like the least optimal thing to do because it's like. Yeah, but you already did that work on the server. Yeah, but like you already have that information. Why are you like need to send the same HTML twice uh, for your blog post, right? So it's like, why are we why are we like paying so much to do the same work twice? And if you look at React, <laughs> if you look at Next, they're like, we don't care. It's it's it works fine enough. So. But so, some people do, some people care. And they're like, oh, but if, if I want to like, do it more optimally, I don't want to run it twice. And I think Quick is like the easiest thing to, like, to touch, <laughs> to, to play with, and to understand that uh, running the same app twice is not optimal. Writing two apps is the most optimal like, way all the time. But what if you automate writing the second app? What if the second app is just like compiles out of the first one? And it's funny that like no one at Quick talks about it this way. They uh, because they they talk about it as like a, as being resumable, which in my mind is kind of like doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but the, this idea of like creating a second app uh, kind of like makes all the sense for me because. Hey, if I have a uh, like a theme toggle, and that toggle, the only thing that it does, it adds an event listener, and that event listener will go and like uh, create a. Oops, did I get disconnected or not? Very <laughs> good. Okay, yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, I need like a more permanent setup, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so so going back to that th that idea of like. If I have a if I have a, like a toggle and if I'm writing in jQuery, this is the way that I'm going to write it. I, I'm going to have a script that goes to the toggle, adds an event listener, it changes like a class on a body or something like that. This is like the most optimal way. There is like no way to make this app smaller, if that makes sense. Like I'm writing two apps, but my second app is really small. So this is what Quick does. 
when they're using signals and when they know how exactly the uh, how exactly like this button and this uh, uh, CSS is like connected, and this is the only like DOM change that you need to do. I, I think this is explain how Quick works. <laughs> if that makes sense, when they're trying to talk about like. Yeah, but you can also like serialize everything and like deserialize everything, and uh, that's where I kind of like check out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's where it's like there's you can have an intuitive explanation that can get someone to like have a mental model of what's happening, and then you can have like a literal explanation of what is happening in the code and across the server and things like that. So I think that actually understanding the serialization. Okay, sorry. I don't know part, if. if this is my internet, or is anyone talking to you? Me? Hear me? Yeah, I think you got spaced. Yeah. Can someone else talk? Yeah, uh, can you hear me, Georgie? Hello? I hear you. Can, you hear me? can Jay Larky hear anybody is the question now. I guess not. <laughs> he's probably like, I'm going to mute myself. Then he's responding. <laughs> Come, poor guy. Okay, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what's happening with my internet, so I, I'm sorry. Uh, what, what I was saying me? that is like the, that graph that Manu did is that it, it's it's cool to to look at it and see oh all that green things that are like the event listeners or whatnot. Those are like the small apps that they they created. Those are like the things that and they're you can look at it kind of like two ways. You can think about it being like ten. 10 small apps, or you can think about like one app, but it's like lazy loading, like different parts, depending on what you need. So that's like a whole another thing. But in my mind, it's like, oh, instead of like just sending the whole thing on a client as you do in like regular SSR thing, you're sending 10 small apps that can handle like this 10 small interactions. And this way, like the JavaScript load is kind of like the most optimal one because that's just the stuff that you need. If you don't need that interaction, that's not going to be like sent or not going to be running all, all, all of that stuff. Okay, I wonder how, how that, <laughs> how, how, um, how my perspective, how, how do you see it and like how much sense does that perspective uh, <laughs> make sense to you? Hey, you want to respond, Jesse? Uh, sorry, I, I had to put the phone down for a second. I, I, what was the final sentence there? I'm so sorry. I, I, Just like I, kind I, of how you, how you think about this whole resumability. Uh, the question is like, do, do you think that like this, like two apps uh, kind of like way of well, looking at it makes sense? And do you think that Quick is like the best? Kind of a like little bit. Um, because it, it just in terms of how the React server components actually work, it, it totally makes sense just because you have to have the, the second layer with the hooks and everything, because that that like to, to to be able to like because if you try to put any hooks in that SSR environment that he creates, like everything breaks. Like so, it all it, it does it, it like one of the best ways that I had in terms of making client components hilariously was to do um, was to write a file <laughs> and put it into a folder for the browser to import later on. Um, so. It's kind of funny that you put it that way because it actually was one of the more successful ways that I had of actually getting client components to work was to create each one into its own little module, like its own little mini app, kind of. 
and uh, put them to the side. Um, but no, actually, I mean, I think I think the, your way of thinking about it makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. Though. But yeah, my my client component setup has been a little bit janky. That's why part of why I'm thinking about giving up on it because it's really really hard to get. Like you know, one of the ways I had working was like a Babel transform in the browser. Like it's just like none of this is optimal. Uh, like I, I I might introduce a bundler, but I'm probably just going to give up. Uh, are you going to do something for like a second uh, article? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna do, I'm just gonna do a short thing talking about how I how I solved all of these problems, and then I'm probably with the client component part. What I'm probably gonna do um, and talk about like what how you need to serialize things, how I'm doing things differently. Um, but uh, it's it'll probably be pretty short because like I'm not, I'm not the best programmer, obviously, uh, and like you know there's definitely better ways to solve all of this, you know. So like. I, hopefully, if nothing else, my my video can like just get people's brains like kicking a little bit, you know, in terms of like how these problems are really hard to solve, and that's part of what I'm going to focus on is with like the client components, like you know, like like how how they can't. Okay, now run. I don't know if I disappeared or just disappeared. <laughs> Sorry, what? But yeah, yeah, it's like. I'll probably just focus on how hard the, the problems are to solve <laughs> more than how I actually solved them, you know, because like you know, that's not really the point here because it's not going to be how people are going to be using React server components, you know. Word. Um, anything else anyone wants to say on the React server components topic before we start closing it out? No, thank you for having me up. I'm sorry I rambled a bit. No, it's, trust me, it's, it's nice when it's just the two of us to have other people come up and chat, or else it's just going to be us babbling about whatever and I'll go on a 20 minute chat GPT rant again or something like that. That's what we tune in for. You know, definitely appreciate having you up here, Jesse, and that looks like Jay Larkey got kicked by the Twitter Spaces gods. So they're not in your favor. Apparently, they did not approve the messages you were <laughs> spreading to the youth. Box <laughs> <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh, looks like we got him back. There you go. Cool. Well, thanks a bunch. Appreciate everybody for joining us today. Uh, it was a fantastic conversation, as always. Um, remember, we do this every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, we do have, just remember those up and coming conversations or podcasts, actual podcasts, not just these lives here. Uh, you know, Million JS we've got coming up. We've got Chris Ferdinandy. Is that right? Did I say his last name right? Yeah, yeah Ferdinandy. Yep. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, those to come. And then we also have some that we did at, uh, at Render ATL that Anthony's hard work on there's, there's a lot going on right now so yeah i still have the remix episode from nick that's the next one that's coming out and then yeah, the nick, ones. nick t nick taylor i'll probably uh, try and get one out this week and then two out the next two weeks sweet that's awesome yeah look forward to the nick taylor one that was a good conversation we had fun um and many more to come so look out for that javascriptgm.com sign up for the newsletter don't want to miss out all right, y'all thanks a bunch Appreciate y'all being up here. Thanks for the conversation. It's good as always. We love y'all. We'll see you in the next one.